Um, all right, should I, should I go for it uh, with introduction? Yes, do your podcast voice. <laughs> okay, so here you go. Welcome to Developers Hangout, a podcast for developers by developers, a place where we get together as often as possible and discuss a wide range of topics from books we're reading to latest news and commentary on other tech podcasts. I'm Nathan Kirschbaum, and joining me is... Hey, I'm Al Nutilli. Hey there, Al. Hey. How goes it? Uh, it goes, it goes. Rough week. Uh, as you yeah. know, we had a rough ending retrospective last week. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. so Monday was just like, everything was not good. Oh wow! Uh, for scheduling and like my email didn't send to notify people of things. Which is oh wow! Silly. Yeah. Of course, I wouldn't know this because I am away. Yeah. Uh, I am in, in uh, Louisville, Kentucky, at the Laravel conference. Yeah. Uh, so, and we actually have a little section later on where I'll talk about some of the some of the happenings uh, and some exciting new news in the Laravel world as well. So we'll get into that soon. Yeah, I'm looking forward uh, to that. Hearing that. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, the the I guess let's just jump right into news and yeah. going and and what's going on. First of all, I actually did want to just say um, thank you everyone who has uh, already participated in the survey. There's actually some really useful feedback we've been getting, and uh, we're gonna go ahead and leave that up for another uh, another podcast. We'll include the link. And if you haven't had a chance to, you know, to, to go through it, it's only, it's only five questions. Uh, it should take you less than a minute. Uh, and it just gives us some really good feedback for, you know, the future of the podcast. And we're considering having some, some guests and uh, just some questions about the formatting and whatnot. So thank you again. And if you haven't, we'll include the link. Uh, but let's just jump. Let's just go ahead and jump into the news and, um and the goings on. Um, I think I'll I'll start actually if, if that's all right with um, I saw I actually uh, saw a podcast or heard a podcast uh, early last week. Um, it's called Restructuring an Agency, uh, and they've got a um, they've got uh, Matt Inglot on, and it was a it was a decent podcast. Um, I'm actually kind of mixed of it. There's parts of it that were great, and parts of it that were kind of uh, that I didn't appreciate that much, but it was cool because it was from the, it's a freelancer podcast. Um, and I think it's something you showed to me initially, Al, uh, just the podcast in general. And, um, so it's kind of new and on my radar. Um, this particular one wasn't amazing, but it was pretty, pretty good. So, so anyway, I just wanted to mention it, um, because it's something we'll be, we'll be keeping track of going forward and, you know, you might want to check it out. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, some of them, like, you know, you can't agree with everything, but you, you glean some, uh, you know, things out of it. Hopefully yep. save you some pain in the future. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nerd Summit, APIs, writing and testing. I should be working on that. But basically, uh, you know, I'm going to go over uh, some concepts about how to write a, uh, APIs. Uh, and, you know, using that book, uh, Building APIs You Won't Hate by Phil Sturgeon. Uh, so I'll cover some of that. Uh, September That's 11th. Great. Yeah, should be, should be awesome. good. I'm going to try slides this time and not live coding. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to 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 seeing that. Um, 
just, just seeing that presentation. Yeah. Um, I did, you know, it's worth noting actually. I did see a forty-minute yesterday. Uh, I did see a forty-minute um, live coding presentation. Yeah, uh, that was done really well. Wow. Um, yeah, it was cool. Um, I'll talk to you more about yeah. it. But it was, it was. Um, you know, it was. Uh, it's actually the best one I've, I've seen. See, a lot of times when people people I, do yeah. live coding, it, it 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 can go wrong quickly. But it was good. Um, right, I'll put that in the notes for after uh, when we get to Laracon because yeah, we're on yeah. a tight schedule. Yeah, um, um, uh, you can go. <laughs> sure. So uh, another another thing I wanted to bring up for for just kind of news and goings on. There's oh, yeah. there's a Wall Street Journal article called "Startups Scramble to Define Define Employee." Um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, you know, check it out. Uh, you, there, there was a. Um, I'll see if I can get it again. There was a way you could see the article for free. I think Wall Street, Wall Street Journal has a paywall, um, but you might be able to check the first, the first, uh, the first part of the article anyway. Um, but anyway, it was just an interesting idea um, and just kind of interesting goings on because a lot, of, a lot of folks in the tech industry are kind of. Uh, they spend a lot of time flirting with the idea of like contractor, you know, like I think a pretty significant portion of the tech industry are contractors classified as contractors versus employees. Uh, and there's just some interesting things going on, at least in the U S right now, um, in that regards. Um, cause a lot of times I think that it's, uh, inappropriately, uh, classified as contractor status, um, and they go into detail on that a little bit, but I think it could have some. It, it has some pretty. It could have some pretty um, significant impacts on startups uh, in the tech world. So I thought that was interesting. Um, and then another kind of related uh, article I saw in the New York Times recently. Um, it's uh, titled "As Tech Booms, Workers Turn to Coding for Career Change," and this was really cool. Um, we'll put a link. We'll put a link into this as well. But it was interesting. Like I had no idea that there's such. I should have known, but there, but I had no idea that there was such a, a boom really in our industry right now, um, and such a such a need. I guess um, you know you might you know I remember hearing I don't know eight year, eight or ten years ago how there was like a nursing crisis and lots of people you know you could it was it was. Um, you know, nursing jobs, nursing gigs were paying like pretty significant money and like people were flocking to nursing programs. And, and it seems the same thing is true these days for um, programming. And in fact, mm-hmm. uh, people who don't have a programming background, don't have a math or computer science degree. Uh, so people who are like English teachers, <laughs> his, history majors, things like that, um, have been paying significant amount of money to go through these code academies. And when yeah. I say significant, I mean like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars for, for like six, six, six weeks. Oh, six well, weeks. Well, sometimes, I mean, sometimes they're more, but like, yeah, in some cases, it's six People weeks. In the wrong which, business. well, which I said, wow, like that's crazy. Uh, but then I looked, at, you know, looking into it more. Uh, these, uh, you know, like the the first of all, the graduate, the graduation rates at these. Um, well, before I go there, the the the. Uh, the results are astonishing. Like these are people who like, you know, um, you know, uh, we're making far less than, well, let's put it, let's put it this way. Uh, I think the New York times article said that, um, on average, the person, the person who graduates gets a job and and makes around a hundred thousand dollars a year or more, um, which is pretty significant. And, uh, they're doing it, um, so I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So like the few, a few top people in the class maybe like get a good job, great. No, they've got uh, they've got like a over ninety nine percent placement rate. So it's like if you go through these programs, you're getting a job, yeah. Um, yeah. which I just you know just kind of blew me away. Now there's probably I, I don't know maybe there's maybe maybe there's 
uh, I'm sure there's things I haven't considered some, uh, you know, what, whatnot, but, uh, just pretty wild, a pretty, um, pretty interesting stuff going on in our industry right now. Um, and just brought, you know, brought a lot of thoughts about like the stability in the industry. Whenever there's stuff like this going on in the industry, there's, there's some volatility and some instability that comes along with it. Um, so, and, you know, for me, just interesting to think about. Oh, it is cool. Uh, I mean, you know, you wonder how the college model, um, how it still fits into the modern day mm. and uh you know you it's not that it needs to go away it's just, it's just that you know maybe this is a different version of it for a different time mm. uh, so it, it makes sense overall and the 99 um, percent um, aspect to it is nice and the 15 grand you know it doesn't seem like much you know if you're going to end up with a job with that high of an income right so no it's really neat I, i've seen a lot of these actually um and uh I, I think they're, you know, I think they're really good. You know, I've met so many people like I want to get started. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I have a different, I started by just sitting at the computer for endless hours. I don't know what to tell you. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, all right. That's a great topic though. Maybe we should cover that in more detail sometime. Yeah, for uh, sure. If you want to highlight that. Okay. Um, so the next news article, no, don't highlight my article. Um, is uh, microservices and security. Just a good read on um, uh, some some things there to consider uh, when doing microservices. And I think uh, Martin Fowler wrote this one. I could be wrong on that. Um, but yeah, just a good read. Cool. All right. Uh, and the next article I link to, or we link to, though uh, no, I can take responsibility for this one. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a, a, it's not a great article, but it's not bad. It's seven things to consider. Um, uh, on things that can go wrong in the development cycle. Uh, and uh, he just or she points out seven things that are common, like technical debt slows down a project. Estimates are mostly BS. It can be done right or fast. And these are like no duh, but I think it's just a nice reminder of how um, all these things add up to, uh, to, to, to be considered in a project, in, a, in, a, in, a, you know, in that particular moment when you're starting it. Mm-hmm. And we've had all of these happen to us. Right. <laughs> Right. Uh, seven, I don't know if I totally agree with, with the, you know, business analysis and project managers do nothing. But right. we don't really use managers, project managers. So I, and I, in the past, I realized, you know, they're more of like the telephone game person um, who are just kind of miscommunicating or kind of communicating between you and the uh, owners. Right. So, it's not like they're trying to miscommunicate. No, I think it's more no. like that. You know, when you're a kid and you play that, yeah. the, what is it? The, the game, telephone phone, game. Fo- yeah. Tone, yeah, it's yeah. just like impossible to yeah. get things right. Totally. Um, yeah. So, so, so yeah, yeah. So, anyway, it's just a good read, quick read. Cool. Um, mm-hmm. The next one is 46 useful PHP code snippets that you can that can help you with your PHP projects. And it's exactly what it says. Just some of them are good, some of them are, you know, whatever. Uh, just nice reminders of quick ways to do things in PHP. Yeah, cool. You want me to keep going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> PHP going. Nomad has a video coming up, Driving Quality with PHP Spec. Uh, I won't be around for that training, but they, I might get the video. I guess my only hesitation is we have uh, such a nice built-in workflow with PHP Unit, and even though PHP Spec comes built-in as well, Alarville, um, mm-hmm. we'd have to really shift some uh, of our, our thinking around, but it could be worth it. I really like PHP Spec. Yeah, I'd like to get into that more. I mean, I know I've 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 got a little bit of um, 
understanding just because you know uh, Jeffrey Way uses yeah. it, and so it, it does seem very slick. Uh, and I've been interested in in working with it on some of our projects. So that'd yeah. be great. I mean, it's a whole different mindset and workflow uh, for how you interact with your class. It totally makes sense. Yeah, you're in the yeah. class. Yeah, I really like that, yeah. and I'm I'm curious to find out all the different ways that that changes. Um, not 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 only your thinking about. Um, you know, you're thinking about it, but just in terms of like mocking things, and yeah. I've got to, I've got to imagine it makes things easier yeah. um, when you're already in the class. Totally. So. I mean, it has like a mocking helper in all of the um, constructors for the methods. Uh, and that's great. Yeah, that's great. Um, cool. So another uh, another just podcast um, we wanted to mention. Um, so full. Uh, uh, let's see, strategy and project manager management um, with Marie uh, Pullen. Um, and just, just another one like that kind of touches on, um, on the project management side of things, which I think we are, we've kind of been thinking about a lot. So it's interesting. Um, and just not, not necessarily like, as I was saying before, not necessarily, not, not the typical project management role, but like, um, we, we have been kind of considering like, how do we divvy up the project management responsibilities amongst developers or, you know, do we, do we, is it time, you know, when, when, when is, or when would it be the right time to like have someone else help out with that? Um, whether it's a developer resource or, or, um, otherwise. Um, so just an interesting podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Just in, you know, and you're listening to a lot of people who, um, have been in the industry a while and have dealt with some things. So it's, it's great to just listen. Uh, I think the guy Eric's on that one. I forget his last name. Really good insights. Um, security and Breakman. This was an interesting tool. It was on a Ruby Rogue podcast. And um, I linked to the tool, not the podcast. The podcast was actually good. Um, but uh, it's a static analysis tool for uh, Rails. And uh, it just makes me think, like, um, putting together something for PHP and especially Laravel and uh, Drupal so that you could really parse the router, controllers, views, and help the user see any potential flaws right away. That's um, a good idea. Yeah, and so you can use this particular tool during your builds, during your um, get, you know, uh, push, during your uh, local testing, everything, and get a, a clickable report of all the things that potentially could be uh, written in a way that have vulnerabil- vulnerabilities like mass assignment or um, injections and so forth. Re- really, yeah. really like a no duh. Like this would totally help us. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, and there's tools out there. It's just bringing them together, I think, in this one way. Very cool. Um, so next on our list, we have a um, we have a, a oh, book yeah. ca- called Release It, Design and Deploy Production-Ready Software, uh, and it's the first edition. Um, and, Al, you added this. Maybe you want maybe a couple things. What, what, yeah. What, um, yeah. yeah. Um, again, I think this was from Ruby Rogues. They have a PIX at the end of it, and uh, just one of those books that um, – I, I just think it's going to be a good read. Actually, this guy might have been in one of the interviews. And it was just, and this is why we need to do this every week. This is probably from two weeks ago. Uh, and it was just a really good sense of, like, you know, how to deal with these projects we're dealing with in the real day, uh, you know, and how to get it out there, how to, you know, not wait till it's perfect. It's like I say, the iPhone didn't have copy paste to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. get it out there, get it used, and get feedback, and then fix it, you know, keep going and going and going. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I started it, but I you know I have like three other books, so I was just starting right, to, to get right. a sense of it. Cool. This will um, be my then, next week vacation book, I think. Ah, there you go. Cool. Um, and then you also have Laravel Bash aliases. That sounds intriguing. Yeah, I was gonna segue into the um, topic for this 
podcast, but we'll do that one next one. But basically, just anything you can do to speed up your workflow, I can't say enough. Uh, how much it makes your day better and saves you time and makes you more efficient. Uh, and then makes my day better if I have to pair with you. So <laughs> these are just more shortcuts and bash aliases you can put in place uh, to, to just make your workflow faster because you're, um, you know, it's it should be just, I don't know, just it should be our instincts, you know, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in my opinion. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But Cool. All right. Uh, so latest readings, um, we've, what are we at? Uh, there's a really good chapter on testing. Did um, you get into that? Yeah, I cool. did. It was good. And, um, yeah, and we had a, a book club meeting, um, on Wednesday that went really well and was, was really, really, um, really good just in terms of testing microservices and how you think about some of those problems. Yeah. Um, I think you, you, you tweeted a nice chart about, um, some of the different ways that you'd think yeah. about testing that was good but you know we've got got uh, acceptance testing exploratory testing unit testing um property testing so yeah. yeah really really i think a critical a critical read for folks working on microservices and anything really i mean we we can follow this format for testing our our products more mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um you know how to how, what, what test like sometimes we're focusing too much on acceptance testing sometimes we're building tests just to you know, not focus on the particular um, feature, but just like a bug. And before long, you have a you know too many tests, too many useless tests, or things that are slowing down the process. Right. Um, so yeah, really good chapter so far. It's the best chapter in the book, I think. Mm-hmm. I'd agree there. Yeah. Um, anything in particular stick out in your mind? Uh... Um, basically, um, how to really like I know one thing that was like a wake up and reminder it's like you know um b hat's great but you know on the pyramid it would be on the part of you know on the top where the pyramid's thinnest it's like keep keep that above the top make that focus on the business needs uh and not b hat in general but b hat bdd um acceptance testing sorry um the acceptance testing where it tend to take long and they tend to go over all the integration the other thing was just you know uh, how to deal with this. Like we have five or six services talking to each other. How do you mock those out? And then the client uh, contracts I was telling you about where the worker then has these contracts it has to um, pass uh, in order to be deployed. So mm-hmm. then you can separate the um, deployment processes, but at the same time guarantee that the uh, the worker will uh, still work with the clients because the client said, hey, this is my contract with you, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, I think that's key. I like the idea of that, and I like because um, we've just you know <clears throat> it can get really tricky when you've got multiple microservices and um, you need to manage you know change management basically. Like you you want to be able to de- change and deploy one microservice without having to change and deploy everything yeah. else. Yeah. Um, and when you work on a team of more than one person. Um, you need to have best practices in place and testing in place that yeah. allows you to do that with confidence. Um, and without having to, you know, without having to deploy everything at once, man, nothing is, nothing is more, <laughs> it, it can be really, it can be really time consuming and a, and a lot of tedious detail when you have to like deploy three applications in tandem <laughs> or something like that, you yeah. know? So, yeah. um, and there's no really reason to like, right. um, you know, that's what this is like, separate the, uh, separate this enough so that that doesn't have to happen. Right. But you can still have confidence. Yeah. So yeah, good chapter. Cool. Yeah, we have a lot to implement. 
Yeah, yeah, so, that'll be good. It's like we shouldn't move to the next book until we implement X number of <laughs> items because it's you could just endlessly read books but not do anything. Like, right. So, yeah. Um, all right, so let's go to Q and A and main topics to discuss because we're trying cool. to keep this at thirty. Yeah, uh, I think we are uh, doing pretty well. Doing okay. All right. Yeah, we'll see. Now this um, is yeah. I'll let you. Uh, this is your thing. You're at Laricon because yeah. So so Laricon's been really yeah. <laughs> so Laricon's been really cool. Um, there's there's been some really interesting stuff. It's, it's I guess I should start out. It's really different from um, other uh, other conferences I've been to, um, just in terms of format. But I actually think it's working out really well. Um, you know, like so basically, it's it's almost like uh, you know. So th- there were like eight talks yesterday, I think, yeah. and. Uh, it was essentially like one after the other, all in the main conference hall. So, and you know, the, the folks who were presenting really took a lot of time, uh, more than average. I mean, I would say all of them were almost like keynotes, each one. How long was um, the session? Um, it it ranged from you know 40, 40, 40 to fifty minutes, and then sometimes there was time for questions, and other times not. Yeah. Um, but it was really good. And then they they do like they tend to do like half hour breaks. Um, in between uh in between most of them yeah Yeah, and that's that was really nice you know so you can get up stretch a little bit and talk to folks so there's a lot of time for meeting people which is really i think is really important it's one of the main reasons i i come to events like this um and um yeah so and then there were some you know like the talks were really good so i'll just mention a few because we don't have time to go through them all but um you know, like the, uh, you know, the Mount, Matt Stoffer did Leveraging Laravel, uh, a talk called Leveraging Laravel, which was really, really, really cool. And it was basically just kind of like ways that uh, it really had to do with like side projects. Like we as developers have a lot of side projects yeah. and it's really common for us to just not ever get those done. Right. Um, right. And, you know, like there's probably just countless, countless startup ideas or product ideas that like, uh, the developers have had that just got nowhere. You know, you work on it for a couple of days and, uh, you know, then, it, you know, then whatever you run into, you know, run into something you don't want to deal with. You get, you, you get, get another idea. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, you know, what, what Matt was saying is that, you know, a good, you know, a good portion of that is because, um, you, you, you like the reason you want to do it and the reason you get into it is because you really want to just like work on that like core idea. Like I have a cool, I have an idea that's going to do X, Y, Z and you want to just like jump in and start hacking on that. Um, the problem though is, and Al, you know this, uh, as well as anyone, uh, having, uh, having developed a SaaS product is it's j- just to get to the core, uh, you know, the core of what you're building, there's actually a ton of work that has to go into it just to get to that one thing that you really, yeah. you know, your product idea in the first place. Um, and so, you know, so, so there's that, there's a lot to get to, but also we as developers tend to, um, you know, not always take the most efficient routes. Um, and so, uh, you know, a lot of what, a lot of what he was talking about is kind of like changing your mentality a bit, um, when you're working on one of these side projects or one of these ideas in order to like, you know, give yourself the best chance of getting it done. And one of my favorite quote quotes from his talk was, um, if you want to fiddle fiddle, if you want to launch, use the tools. And his point there was that, um, you know, Laravel out of the box gives you a lot of awesome tools, um, socialite, things that can really, um, you know, like uh, cashier, Stripe, mm-hmm. things that can really help you 
get some of those uh, some of those trickier components uh, done quicker. But a lot of times, developers want to like build it themselves or want to like mm-hmm. kind of do things and they want to fiddle they want to fiddle yeah. um and and it it ends up being the death knell for their project yeah. so anyway it was it was and it was obviously a lot more than that he was talking about but it was really neat so it was one of the ones i wanted to mention um another one um adam waitham uh which <laughs> chasing perfect was what it's called uh and i i really enjoyed it, it this was the 40 minute you know he spent almost 40 minutes doing live coding oh wow um yeah and it was really cool it was almost like that um that pooter book we read what was that book the um uh, pooter uh, uh, yeah. practical object oriented uh, yeah design, design. In yeah yeah in ruby so so it was almost like um he took a, a chapter out of that and just kind of or not even a chapter but he just kind of walked you know he started the 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 um, talk off as kind of like a really simple example uh, of just like some functionality, some basic functionality, uh, and basically it was really cool. Spent the you know it seemed like at first it couldn't you know it was like it wasn't the best written code, but like it was pretty simple. Um, but then you know went and spent the next uh, you know almost forty minutes going through and like simplifying and refactoring it and explaining his thought process through mm-hmm. the entire thing. Um, and to the point where basically he ended up with a class that was all almost almost all single line nice. uh, methods. Yeah. I mean, it was beautiful. Um, yeah, it's it's good. I mean, uh, I remember watching the Ruby um, Reels podcast by um, I forget his name, but it was really popular. And the same thing. It's like, oh, this method's getting too long. I'm like, what do you mean? It's like three lines. And he's like, right. But now I get it. You know. Right. And a big, like a big, I think a big point of his was like, don't focus like, so, so, so too many people are focusing on like architecture and letting that inform the details. So you'd be like, oh, I love that. I've got this new design pattern or, oh, I got this and I want to try this out. So then you, you know, you base your decisions on those types of things, you know, that type of thinking, that type of strategy. And that's wrong. It's dead wrong. Um, you, you, you know, you let the, the, the right way to do it is let the details inform the archite- architecture. Yeah. So, you know, you just focus on that one thing. You focus on that one line of code. You focus on getting that right and making it as clean and readable as you possibly can. Um, and then the architecture will evolve out of that. Yeah. Um, I think the so readable it, is key. Yeah. 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 So it was really good. That was a nice <coughs> talk. Um, and then of course, um, uh, of course the, the keynote. Um, for, from Taylor Otwell and, uh, I'm really excited. So he introduced, um, a new package, a new add on that will, uh, you know, for Laravel it's called spark and it basically addresses. So, you know, uh, it, it basically addresses that the, that those kind of like, uh, you know, those concerns I was talking about a minute ago, like when you mm-hmm. start a project, <clears throat> you've got it. There's just so much stuff you've got to do before you can actually work on whatever your idea is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, well, login, re- log yeah, in, registration, you know, subscription, Google, exactly. Logins, team management, everything. Oh yeah, and then yeah, team pricing. Huge. You know. pricing but not, and not just pricing like but pri- like you know a lot of people don't know how much goes into yeah. even just pricing like okay and you know great you've got a nice integration uh like stripe awesome but like there's you know just be just be you know there's still tons of work in that you've got to deal with when people cancel and prorating and you know then 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 you've got to like update the user and let them know how long are they prorated for you know and then you've got to be keeping track of that in the application 
information and actually, you know, give them access through the time they've paid, but then not give them access after they shouldn't have it, you know, which all these little things can add up. Sure. I mean, you know, individually, you know, the first time you work on them, maybe they're exciting. Um, but you know, after the first time you spend two weeks on it, you don't necessarily want to do it again. Um, and Taylor felt like maybe we shouldn't have to do that in the first place because it was a huge barrier, um, for getting people out there with their product ideas. Um, so, so, so I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, I'm excited to see it, it's um, he did a demo and walked, you know, walked us through like what it would be like to uh, to install this. And it was just kind of a one line uh, com- composer install type of a mm-hmm. uh, scenario. And, um, you know, and just walked us through some of the configuration and like how you might make changes. And it was really cool because, for example, you know, you could just go into the class where you define like what your subscription types are mm-hmm. and ma- make a few changes to the subscription types. And it would automatically show up on the front end, um, you know, what all your different plans are and what the prices were and things like that. Um, and you could also override that too. So, it, so this is one of the reasons this is interesting is it does actually come with a front end. Like, so there are, <laughs> there is, there is a theme to this. It's, nice. I mean, it's very minimal. Um, and it's, the intention is that you're going to, uh, override it. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, you can do whatever it's just, there's nothing, there's no fancy complications behind it aside from, uh, it's, it's really abstracted. So if you need to change stuff, it's just simple HTML and there are, you know, you can, they, it's, it's using events so you can, you can hook into oh, it yeah. where, wherever you need to and modify. Um, so it should be very flexible. Um, now the, the only downside to this is that, uh, at least for now is that it, it won't be released until, uh, next month. So, or I think early next month. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, but anyway, they, you know, you, you yeah. have plenty of time to fiddle with your idea now or, or work on the core concept, right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm, I'm just excited to get my hands on the code. So it's like, oh, I want to look at this today, but it's going to be, it's going to be a few weeks. So, um, yeah. yeah. But really cool stuff, and people were really excited about it. And I think, gen, you know, generally speaking, um, it had a really, really positive, um, you know, a splash. And it's free. It's you know, it's open source. So yeah, um, no, it'd be nice. It would, yeah, like your, you know, like you know, those two applications I've been working on. It's like ninety percent of it's that, and it'd be nice to just have it work, right? Yeah. And then I can I th- focus on those other things. Yeah, I really think this is a game changer. Like, if you think about what, if you think about what what laravel provides with with um you know homestead and homestead being like you now as a developer you do not have to fuss with setting up a server um you know and and it just takes a lot of the complexities and a huge barrier to entry away um then then you've got um are they taking over your room I don't know what it was happening there. Was, but no, I agree, man. Like you got homestead, you got Ford, you got uh, right Envoyer. exactly. I mean, he's doing what he said he wants to do is make it easier for developers to make a, a SaaS, you know, exactly. Uh, exactly. Social like cashier, uh, all these things to to plug this all together. But even all that alone wasn't enough because, like you're saying, this other stuff um, is huge. And once I got into those applications, I'm like, you know, wow, you know, subscriptions. Um, you know, cashier is great. It got me going, but you know, you have to show it all, have the user right. interact with it, have the user update it, have the user see the options that they don't have, you know, so they can right. upgrade. It's like all right. these little details, have them invite people, but then those people can't have certain permissions because you're trying to make it. So they have to sign up 
to, to make new projects or whatever you want to call it, right? Right, right. So it gets pretty inter- in, intricate. So it's cool here. Yeah. Yeah, that you thought yeah. this was so good. Yeah. Well, it, hit, it hits home too because I have a couple product ideas. Right. And w- one in particular, which I've been kind of in, you know investing my time in a bit. Um, oh, good, good but the, but the truth, yeah, No, it's good. <laughs> but the truth is like, uh, you know, just getting those things set up has been a huge barrier and you know like you know i've only at least with current commitments i've only got a few extra hours a week that i can spend on this type of stuff and you know so it's just you know it's been going really slow and i think i might be done by now honestly like you know (laughs) if 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 i had this package spark i i honestly might be done already yeah Uh, at least with at least with the first iteration right because the whole point of this is to just get the product out there and get the base work you know the base component working get it in people's hands make sure it's worth spending more time on i mean Um, i already have a good base but i would throw it away in a heartbeat for this because i never want to think about it again and when i do think about it i want consistent documentation and uh, right you know uh find in something that i know has been through the through the uh trenches you know yeah yeah Um, so, so all good stuff. Yeah, um, no, it sounds awesome. Today's another yeah. day, right? Today's another day. We'll good. see how it goes. Good. Who's um, your favorite talker so far? Um, probably. I don't know. That would be. Re- that's really hard. I mean, um, I actually there was also a um, there was also uh, one on Git that was really fascinating. It's called, called uh, navigating. Let's see, what was it called? Uh, navigate your git repository by Jim Lynn. Hmm. I don't know if that was, that, that probably was my favorite. There's there a lot that was, there was a lot that were good, but that one was really interesting. Cause it kind of dug into like, um, it, it dug into some of the more like, uh, advanced, like, right. well, not advanced, but like the strategy, uh, the strategy behind Git and like what it's actually doing, which was really cool. I had not known like <laughs> what's the difference between a merge and a, you know, like I had no idea or a rebase, right? Like what is yeah. it actually doing to your files? What information is still there? What's it not like, what does it mean in terms of like, um, you know, there's all, there's, there's a lot of like theory that goes behind, what's happening in Git that I just didn't know about. So that was really cool. But in terms of a favorite, I don't know. It's so hard to say. Uh, God, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Adam Waithen one, Chasing Perfect. Is um, Jeffrey Wade talking today? Yeah, he's cool, cool. he's first off today. So. Um, all right, cool. Uh, what, what did you think about the fact that everybody was in the same uh, keynote, same talk? You know? Yeah. So it was interesting because I, I had some concerns about it at first. Because you come from th- the other way where you usually go to a conference, everybody <clears throat> scatters to their own room. Yeah. So the pluses to it were that the the talks were higher quality in mm. general. Yeah. Um, like they were all very strong. You could you could tell that all these people spent lots of time on their talks, lots yeah. and lots of time, you know, 40, 60 hours. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and they all had some speaking experience before. Um, so, so it was all very professional. Um, the thing that the downside of course is, um, you, you know, everyone in the room is not at the same skill level right. or interested in the right. same thing. Right. Um, you know, n- now the nice thing about, you know, I would say, I don't know, this is a totally wild guess, but I would say that over 90% of the people at this conference are actually developers. And that is different than other conferences where, and I, and I don't mean just like kind of like interested in development kind of stuff. I mean, professional paid professional developers yeah. who know, who know Laravel. Yeah. Um, so that's different, right? So that, that helps a little bit. Um, but I do still think there was like, you know, I do still think there were a couple of talks where it was kind of just like not really about development. Um, and I could tell that some people were struggling with that and I, you know, what, they weren't my favorite talks, but they weren't, they weren't horrible. So, yeah. um, and they were interesting. Um, 
So yeah, I think uh, that, you know that, that was does tricky. make sense though. That was tricky. Uh, the plus side, though, of course, were was or that you had that high quality, but also with the breaks in between, you could go out and actually talk to everyone yeah. and, and or you know talk to people and not feel like you were missing anything. Like at yeah. other, for example, yeah. at Drupal conferences, I have to decide between like, am I going to go into these kind of uh, birds as a feather or like side you know uh, side table uh, conversations, which are uh, which are also, uh, often very awesome, or am I going to miss the actual presentation? Um, so it was nice to not have to deal with that. Um, but I'm not sure. I don't have like a final analysis on that yet. It's de- just different. And so far it's been good. Yeah. I mean, it basically means that the conference will never get that big, uh, in that if they stay with this model and that, you know, people who go, go because they knew, <clears throat> you know, these things they wanted to hear here at the, at the level they're at. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that's handled because I know, like, I think last year it was in New York and there was a little under 300 people, maybe 250, and there's, like, close to 500 here uh, this year in Louisville. So it's definitely growing. Yeah, I know, but I think, you know, if you look at a conference, like uh, we went to one uh, in L.A., and it was, like, 3,000-plus people. Right. But, you know, then you have to break those up, like developers, designers, project managers. Right, right. You start to see that it's probably, you know, um, the, the numbers are kind of, it would be interesting to see all those numbers and then realize, well, if you had a conference just focus on CSS and design, you would have a smaller size. But right. you would have the a good, you know, your sessions would be focused on that. Like it, either one works. It, it just, I guess it's on the ultimate goals, you know. Right. But no, sounds good. Um, all right, all right. Anything else about the conference? Um, no, I mean, I think you know that's it. I, I, I'm hoping that um, I'm sure today is going to be really good. I'm hoping we can bring more of the team uh, next <laughs> year. I'd love to have yeah, you and others come. Yeah. Um, but it's cool. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. The um, um, in okay, cool, cool. I was going to say the EU one got sold out. We were thinking of that one. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. Well, interesting. Yeah. That was Bummer they got sold out. Yeah. Um, All right. Uh, we can, I had three other topics here, but we can, um, we, we're over the time goal, and those things can definitely wait. Um, and uh, we can just uh, pr- pretty much call it a show, right? Yeah, it's fine with me if you think we've got got enough good stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's over 30 minutes. We're trying to keep it at that 30-minute mark so people can enjoy it during their ride. Uh, Sounds And good. do it more often so that I remember the podcast I listen to. Uh, yeah, which makes me wonder why good. I listen to so many, but sometimes I just do because, like, I'm working on something that's not that interesting or uh, whatever. <laughs> it's just fun to listen to. <laughs> but I think in the end, even if you don't remember everything, you get little tidbits that stick with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, that help out. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, right. I guess in that case, that's it. So we'll we'll talk to y'all next time. Yeah, remember the survey. Remember, um, uh, maybe give us a rating on iTunes, and also uh, if you have Alexa, you can actually say something. I'll say in the show notes um, coming next week. So because otherwise, it will start playing our podcast. Um, <laughs> all right, that's it. Thank you. <laughs>